everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode eighty-four of the Spencer Grin. Last week's, last week's category, um, if I can say it right, was Ninjas Attack Nine, Ernest Borg Nine. Um, so Frank, what did you watch for Ninjas Attack Nine, Ernest Borg Nine? So during the podcast, we discussed that there was a movie called Laser Mission. Yes. Um, that actually stars Ernest Borgnine and potentially has ninjas in it. Maybe. So I said, okay, I'll I'll watch that and then I'll find something else. I tried to watch Laser Mission four times and I never got through like more than a half hour without falling asleep. Right. I have some vague recollection of Brandon Lee like getting hit with a trank dart and hmm. of Ernest Borgnine like having a really bad fake Russian accent. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as I got in fucking Laser Mission. So Laser Mission didn't happen. I even tried to watch Laser Mission tonight, literally after taking like a nap when I got home from work. <laughs> and I sat here and fell asleep on the couch watching Laser Mission. I wasn't even <laughs> tired. I just couldn't do it. Right. Um. So I was doing my old standby, which is type in Ninja on Tubi and just flip through and see what comes up. Okay. And I happened upon um, the movie that's the subject of tonight's spin chagrin. So you said that I could find an actor that had like sort of in the same ilk as like Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Um. So I found a movie that star co-stars Peter Boyle mm. to me because of like the time period he was acting as like Borgnine enough. Sure. Um, Peter so Boyle tonight, works. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight we're going to talk about a uh, kickboxer too. Mm. Um, the 1991 sequel to the Jean-Claude Van Damme vehicle kickboxer, um, which does not star Jean-Claude Van Damme at all and doesn't even use his likeness because I guess they couldn't get even get that. Um, so it stars Sasha Mitchell, who was in the subsequent kickboxer movies, um, three and four. Right. Um, so the basic premise is that Sasha, Sasha Mitchell is the younger brother of Van Damme and the other actor from the first kickboxer movie. Okay. Um David Sloan. Mm. Um David Sloan uh is owns a kickboxing gym in I guess Los Angeles somewhere. Um but has no interest in following in the footsteps of his famous albeit dead kickboxing brother, the Van Damme character. Okay. Um, because he thinks that kickboxing has like ruined his family and he only wants to use it to teach people self-defense. Okay. Um, so you know that obviously like that's not going to stand, but of course you're right. In the beginning, like that's what's going on. Right. Um, so he runs this gym in this like urban ghetto in California. Um, but he's a uh like an inspiration to the local youth so he's got this this little girl who lives in the neighborhood um who idolizes him and always brings like the new local ruffians around where he can teach them um the art of the kickbox (laughs) and how you can be uh you know like you can find peace with with the universe through the idea of kickboxing Mm. and he does this by teaching this principle of like blind fighting the rock in the river, I think is what he calls it, um, which is actually like a um, a Buddhist concept, but they don't ever really explain it in the sense of like the Buddhist concept. They just kind of use it as a thing that sounds cool. Um, and what it is is that he closes his eyes and you try and punch him and he dodges your punch. And that's the rock in the river, I guess, like feeling the ripples in the air or whatever. But that's not the Zen Cohen about the rock in the river um, in any event. Uh, it doesn't matter. Because nothing in this movie ends up mattering. Um, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. A lot of people. So, a lot of people worked real hard on this movie, right? No, nobody worked hard on this movie. <laughs> this the guy operating the slow motion camera. He's the one that really gets the work out here. <laughs> so Peter Boyle is a um, promoter mm-hmm. for like the um, National Kickboxing Union or whatever, and he wants Sloan to come and join his promotion. Um, where he can make a bunch of money and he's got this like giant um muscled up like wrestler looking dude 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who that is. I should have done some research first. Uh, it might be John Henry Deal. Let's see who he plays in Kickboxer 2. He plays um, Jack. No, that's not him. I don't know. Anyway, there's this big, like, roided up dude that's, like, the kickboxing champ um, who kind of shits all over Sloan for not wanting to be a kickboxer. But Sloan, you know, he doesn't want any of that blood money. Like, get out of my gym. I'm only doing it for love of the sport. And they're like, well, your love of the sport doesn't make any money because you don't charge anybody for lessons. You know what? I hate insufferable characters that can't see the benefit of, like, earning money and Mm -hmm. still, like, using that money to you know, kind of support whatever fucking passion they have, you know? Mm-hmm. So he could have just gone and, like, taken the money to kickbox and whatever, like, then put it back into the community, but he can't do that. So then he finds out that um, they're behind on the mortgage, bank's going to repossess, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so now all of a sudden he wants to fight, but he's only going to fight one time. This is his last fight. Okay. So he agrees to fight the big roided up um kickboxing champ. Um and he beats him, of course. Like he beats him like handily and bloodily. Like he just like destroys this dude. Uh-huh. Um so then you find out that there's this like evil like Thai kickboxing promoter um who still harbors this grudge because uh Sloan's brother beat the Thai kickboxing champion in Thailand. Okay. Um, and the Thai kickboxing champion took it so hard that he murdered Sloan's brother. Um, so he feels like the Thai people need to get their self-respect back by this kickboxing champion who's a murderer fighting Sloan and beating him. So okay. the convoluted plot is that the roided up guy and a bunch of toughs break it into Sloan's gym at night and set it on fire and cause one of the kids that that is living in Sloan's basement because he doesn't have a place to live to die in this fire. And they shoot Sloan in the leg and they beat the shit out of him. So he's hospitalized, but he doesn't want to like pursue anything or press charges. So why? I don't know. Is that part of the river and the rock? Dude, it's like never mentioned again. There's not even any like explanation for why that's the case, but it's just the case. Um, so then Sloan is in, in the hospital. Um, and he's like, Oh, like, I don't ever want to kickbox again. I don't want to do anything. I'm so sad. Just leave me alone. Um, so then this Asian dude shows up and he's like, Hey, um, let me train you because I trained your brother. And Sloan's like, Oh, I don't want you to train me. And he says, Oh, why would I waste my time training you? Like, it's a waste of my time. And Sloan, like, then that kind of tricks him into getting trained. Um, so now he's going to the kickbox again. Yeah, so they go back and forth with, like, whether or not he wants to train or not. But eventually he's, like, getting trained. And it's it's your typical montage of um, muscly, like, training. And he's uh, doing push-ups with the asian dude on his back and he's like hanging from a tree with cinder blocks across his crotch and um jumping off of a building hanging onto a rope i don't know it's whatever it's all these things happen uh-huh um so there's a subplot where there's this dude who was like best friends with sloan um and trained with him kickboxing and sloan was like teaching him how to kickbox but then he felt that he was beyond the point where he needed to be trained anymore so he's like fuck you i can do this on my own and then he goes and works for peter boyle and is now like this like kickboxing like superstar Sloan's so good that like this little bit of training he's given this dude is well apparently it's been over the course of like years but sloan's like 22 or i don't know He's not old in any event. So this guy gets on steroids and he gets all like muscled up and he's kickboxing like king. Well, then Sloan comes back and like he's, you know, getting in shape and learning to kickbox again. But it's not on steroids. 
No, no, no. Because he does things natural way through the teaching of sure the river and the rock. Um. So anyway, so um, I'm I'm real good anymore about this, Frank. About waiting to fucking start drinking, and this is sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) The movie's only like eighty four minutes long, so we've already been talking about it that long. (laughs) Um. So how does it happen? Who wrote the first kickbox here? So they talk. Oh, it's Goyer. David Goyer wrote this movie. David S. Goyer. I know this one. I'm talking about the first one. That he I don't know. The first one too. I don't know. He wrote okay. this one. Um. So Sloan gets convinced to go and watch Mike, who's his his friend, um, fight in this like championship match. So. I remember Mike is working for Boyle. Right. Or, yeah, Peter Boyle. So the evil Thai dude is like, no matter what happens, make sure your guy goes out there and fights. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. So the guy that Mike is supposed to fight, they're like, yeah, you're you're feeling sick. You're not going out there. And they get the big Thai kickboxer that killed David Sloan's brother. Yes. Um, To come out, and he's the one that Mike's going to fight. So he just completely destroys Mike and puts him in the hospital. Um, so then David Sloan is like, all right, I got to end this. So he comes back and he's like, fine, I'll fight your, I'll fight your dude. Um, and they are going to fight like actual like Muay Thai fighting. So they'd like wrap their fists in tape and dip him in the resin and right. um, put the glass on him. And now they're all like fighting mm-hmm. up. Right. And then they fight each other, and it's barely like barely a problem, you know. Sloan <laughs> just like beats this dude's ass using his like blind fighting technique because the guy like, uh... so what the dude just like can't hit him because he's using his. Well, he can hit him at first, like he beats him up for a little bit, and of course it's like fucking Rocky Four or whatever, or Rocky Three. What, what's whatever the one that takes place in goddamn like Russia. Yeah, that's Rocky um, Four. Yeah, Rocky the, Four. Because this Thai character is fucking the Dolph Lundgren character. Right. He's Muay Thai, Muay, Muay Thai Drago. Yeah. Um. So but, they fight each other. The fight lasts like 10 minutes, even though it's like a three minute fight. Right. Because everything's in slow motion. Everything in this movie is in slow motion. Anytime somebody throws a punch or whatever, um, all slow motion. Right. So Sloan ends up beating this guy's ass, and then evil like Thai manager gets in the ring with a gun, and he's like, "I don't have any honor anymore, so I'm I'm just gonna kill you." And Sloan's like manager guy, that guy that I just mentioned mm-hmm. on, um, he gets held at gunpoint, but then both of them turn the tables, and then Sloan beats the shit out of the manager dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's the end of the movie. And at the end of the movie, he's reopened his gym. Oh no. So at the end of the movie, he's teaching the old Asian guy how to drive a car unsuccessfully. And then some new young tough comes in and is like, Oh, you're not tough. I could beat you. And they do the stone in the river thing. And then the old Asian guy's like, it's ice cream truck. Let me buy ice cream for everyone. Everyone's like, yeah, what? that's the end of the movie. I don't know. There comes out of nowhere. At least it ended on a happy note. Ice cream. Fuck, we should have done ice cream. Ice cream feature. <laughs> so that's Kickboxer too. Cool, David There's S. Boyer. Like, so how no... much? Like, how much Munchismo was in this? Considering we were texting um before this about um other David S. Goyer written movies, how much Munchismo was in this? <clears throat> um. I guess like I guess that's the whole movie, really, except mm. that I mean really the the lesson is that you should always find like the nonviolent solution to anything. Um except when you don't want to do that and then you just like beat everybody up. Right. You 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 employ strong style. They actually set up this one um they set this thing up at the beginning of the movie where 
Uh, Sloan has this like basically like toehold kick he can do where he like drops down and like steps on and twists their ankle and it like takes them down like right away. Okay. And they set that up kind of like the crane kick. Like this is going to be the thing that does it. And you're like, yeah, he's going to, cause like the big bodybuilder, big roided up dude is like, ah, um, what a, what a pussy move that is. Or what a, yeah, something like that. And you think like the whole movie, like, yeah, this is going to be a thing that takes down like the big, big bad guy in the fight never comes back up. It just is a thing that happened. Okay. Um, and then Sloan just, just beating the shit out of people like normal, like elbows and knees and shit, normal Muay Thai. Um, this dude, Sasha, whatever is that is, that is Cody from, um, step by step. Yeah, it is. Um, terrible, terrible actor. Yes. yes. Uh, and not a very convincing, like, I mean, I guess, I don't know whenever, when, when anything's filmed in slow motion, I feel like everything looks like it can be effective. So I don't know if I can truly judge like how good he looks as like a Muay Thai fighter, but nothing looks like Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. The guy that's the big bad um, is basically Sagat. Like, I wonder if that's actually where they got the the I image mean, of I just Sagat saw it from. Maybe I just saw a picture of him, and that's exactly what I thought of. Like, aside from the eye patch, like that's basically him. Mm-hmm. So this so, guy has no martial arts training. Who Sasha? Whatever. Yeah. Hmm. There's nothing in his bio about it at all. Domestic batteries in his bio, but not nice. Um, it's like what's his name from uh, <laughs> Fido or whatever, like third degree burglary. What was that kid's name? Kai Kyren. Oh, Kyre Kyre son. Something. Yeah, Kyre's. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's the only movie I watched because um good job. We watched wrestling. You had to watch 18 hours of wrestling. Yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, watched watch the AEW all in pay-per-view. Right. Um self-proclaimed greatest wrestling event of all time. <laughs> I feel like anybody could say that about their wrestling event, and how can you argue it? You know? Sure. You know the production company on Kickboxer 2 is King's Road Entertainment. Yeah. Because they're a strong style. Mm. Okay, yeah. so what's the chagrin on this thing? Oh man, this is a fucking eight. Yeah, yeah. And I watched, I watched this, I watched these movies in one sitting. So I have to force myself. It sounds tropey, but I didn't expect an eight out of it. So what made it an eight? It's insufferable. Like number one, the slow motion is yeah. fucking impossible to watch, and everything is in slow motion. And then there's these weird, like, like at one point during his training, they're in the park when they're doing like some of their training and they're doing like um, Tai Chi to, you know, center themselves. Yeah. And then all the hobos are doing Tai Chi with them. And there's just weird segment of like, I think legitimate homeless people doing Tai Chi in the park. And then they're in some like underground gym that's apparently like barter town gym or some shit and it's got big cages yeah yeah Mm -hmm. basically um i mean sasha's terrible there's no really good actors in this movie except i guess peter boyle is fine um even he's not that great he's just doing shtick right no he's just just himself i mean he kind of reminds you of like any kind of like slimy promoter in yeah. a sports movie I and mean, that's pretty much that's yeah. that's the that's the character um you could we, you could do a year's worth of spin chagrin movies just based off the that stereotype of slimy promoter. oh yeah definitely like it's one of those things where there's so many other movies from around this time that are good <clears throat> like fun cheesy actiony martial arts movies like you got you know the first kickboxer um blood sport um the American like a couple of the American Ninja movies. Um Cyborg, you know, I mean there's plenty of stuff just Van Damme alone that are like fun and worth watching. And to have this like nothing schlubby 
like baby face wiener you know as your central character and all he does is smirk i mean he's got like smirk and concern and those are his emotions it uh, the and primary so, emotion it sounded like that i that i thought in my head as you were telling me is sad he no he's never like he's, 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 he's never sad he's just like the dejected like eh, that's it, just bored <laughs> okay maybe smirky bored and then like, a little bit concerned and bored and okay it's like man i'm just never gonna kickbox again i guess hmm. kid died in my basement hmm. can't can't kickbox anymore because that kid's dead and they're like well not kickbox is not going to bring him back and he's like yeah but it kickboxing ain't going to bring him back either so may as well just not kickbox so apathy yeah but but it's like mild apathy i don't know it's yeah he's apathetic towards his own apathy i guess perhaps i don't know whatever i don't want to talk about this movie anymore <laughs> it just it's not very good and i thought it was going to be a lot of fun and it wasn't fun Oh, and the fight scenes weren't even fun because they were also poorly done because they were all in slow motion. Right. Literally, if you took the slow mo, if, if everything happened in real time in this movie, it I swear to God, it'd be like a 43 minute movie. Right. It's it's one of those. I That's going to be the theme of the week for us then between a spin chagrin. The primary mm. podcast is David S. Goyer and slow mo and movies being half the half the time if you eliminated the slow-mo this water is delicious best part of the week <laughs> what kind of water is that it's a deer park of course oh dear oh okay i'm no there's, i'm no plebe there's there yeah there's no other water um i like poland spring just fine to me poland spring and deer park are yeah sure equivalent okay let's go ahead and spin this wheel yeah let's do it and then we can talk about whatever all right who knows who knows <laughs> the category for next week is ring a ding ding bitch the category what is that a joke from ring a ding ding bitch uh that is an old quote from an from a from a bygone era um from an it old was friend a joke i made about harville like throwing uh kind of ring tossing it a unicorn boy's head yes a, a ring a ding ding bitch he actually i think he actually did say ring a ding ding one time um and then that's where like you like mm. Adapted it from, but I, was, I can only remember myself. That was a friend of the podcast, Orion Wellmaker, uh, sent me that like last year. Um, That's funny that he remembers the ring and ding ding. <laughs> um, that unicorn boy movie would have been hilarious at times. I agree, impossible it's, to make in today's day and age with the way that we had conceived it, but yes, and and it impossibly impossible, um, just like from a ethical standpoint to, to make. <laughs> nowadays um i think there's probably some stuff i would rethink about putting in that in that concept yes um, 90 percent of it right is it the yes. bestiality you take out is it the incest <laughs> possibly you know there's no incest in that. i thought there was implied incest between him and his mom no 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 he's just giving he's just combing his hair because he's stroking his horn he no, what you're thinking of is the incest in this thing that nobody cares about that, no, and they un don't understand anything. It, basically, it's like it's a pretty easy concept. Unicorn boy is boy with a unicorn horn on his head was mm. this concept that was developed. And um, no, what you're thinking of is the incest is that everyone in his life thinks that for some reason that the unicorn horn has like some sort of sexual properties. To oh, it, right. Right. And that he's like cleaning it like in the bathroom at some point And his mom walks in and thinks that like, you know, he's masturbating himself. Um, so yeah, I have no idea. Like, I'm sure you'll come up with something fascinating, but I have no idea what that category is, but it's ring a ding ding bitch. <clears throat> oh. I mean, it legit, like, could be anything. Right. Ring ring tossing. <laughs> um uh what is the like uh 
like onion ring towers like involved in mm, some way right you know? it's a movie about red robin <laughs> um speaking of food did you get any subway this past week nope no this was not a subway week not a not a subway week okay so i thought about doing it tonight but i didn't i just ate dinty more instead hmm so subway sold this past week for 9.6 billion dollars uh nice. to the roark capital group who um just is accumulating restaurants over the past like 20 years so they own arby's and jimmy john's and auntie ann's and buffalo wild wings and now they own subway um all the also rans lowballed lowballed subway who was trying to get 10 billion got it for mm. 9.6 i had offered 8.2 but i was <laughs> i was too low oh sonic they also own sonic oh my god another also ran <laughs> so so i'm just saying like you know uh roar capital group just we'll we'll eat whatever you want frank to eat that's fine. And he'll talk about it. Um, we don't have all all of those restaurants around here. Um, uh, let's see. Hold on. So good. Say name name the restaurants again, and I'll grade them. Carvel. They also own. Oh. Um, well, they don't. They got rid of Fudgy the Whale, so fuck them. Hold on. Or Capital Restaurants. They they have more, but so let me. Um, let's see. So Arby's. Uh, five out of ten. Okay, Auntie Anne's. Uh, that's an eight out of ten. It's very like niche, but Auntie Anne's does exactly what you want when you want it. <laughs> uh Baskin Robbins. I aren't they just like in the middle of a Dunkin' Donuts like all over? They the combine. They, they like. Uh, well, they also own Dunkin', so that's why you have Dunkin' Baskins around. Well, that's that's a ten. Okay. Uh Buffalo Wild Wings. Six. Carvel. Uh two. Cinnabon. Mm, seven. Uh I don't think we have any Jim and Nick's community barbecue. God, that that sounds like a movie. Like that what that movie stars um Jack Black, right? Jim and Nick's community barbecue. Is it him and Moose Def? <laughs> that be kind rewind. Um. Yeah, I don't think. I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, Jimmy I John's. We... You ever been Jimmy John's? Yeah, Jimmy John's is fine. It's like a six. Okay. It's not. It's not as good as Subway. I can see why they wanted Subway. Oh, they own Mathnasium too, like the math tutoring. <laughs> oh, what do you eat there? Nothing. Um, they, no. they own they own Meineke too. I mean, they what's what's your rank on Meineke? Oh, that's like a three. Meineke overcharged me for breaks once. Fuck them. Um, we don't have any McAllister's Deli. I don't think. Oh, they own Mary Maids too. Huh. Now there's all over the place. Oh uh, well, it's a it's a capital group. I mean, like they own all, they own they own Pet Value, which um I never I only think I heard of like um. I don't think we have any around here. Uh, Miller's Ale House, no. Oh, we have a Miller's Ale House. Do we? Where? It's down in um, Hartford County. I've eaten there a few times. I mean, um, Hartford County exists, I assure you. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, Once. <laughs> Sonic. Sonic's like a, a, a six. Sonic always seems a lot better than what it ends up being when you get it, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like say, say that again. Sonic always seems a lot better than it yes. ends up being once you get yes. it. Like you're sitting there thinking, like, man, that I'm gonna get a chili dog and some tots, right? And one of those limeades, and then everything just tastes like fucking burned air. I don't know. It's <laughs> just actually, I have a visceral like negative reaction to their hot dogs. Like I've never had a good hot dog from that place. And that's what they're supposed to be known for. But they're just so gross. I don't know. Right. I've actually had better burgers than I have hot dogs there. Yeah, I always... When Frankie and I get Sonic, like, once a year because I have a hankering for a limeade. Mm. Um, or he says, like, oh, we haven't gotten Sonic in a while. And I end up getting, like, a bacon cheeseburger, and it's fine. Yeah. Better than, um, like, some other places. 
And let's see, the Cheesecake Factory. Mm. Um, that's like a seven out of ten. Really? Yeah, Cheesecake Factory is fine for what it I've is. Been it's the just Cheesecake way... Factory two times, and it's like I can't. Cheesecake Factory does a chicken biscuits and gravy meal that's really fucking good. So I don't know. Mm, okay. I got that the last time I was there. It was delicious. I was pretty impressed. It was like probably seventy two hundred calories. Oh, but... I missed one. Sorry. Um, two. I didn't. I for... we just don't have one around this area. I don't think Culver's. Oh, Culver's is amazing. They own yeah. Culver's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Culver's is a truth. They have them out in the Midwest. Okay. Culver's is burgers and custard, if that makes any sense. But it's delicious. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they also are Carl's Jr. Hardee's. They own. Yeah, Hardee's is okay. I used to mark out the Hardee's really hard, and then we got a Hardee's, and I never went there once. So. <laughs> I know. Like I thought so many times. Like you know what? Like. I wonder if that breakfast, the Hardy's breakfast, when we had one around here again, I was like, because I have really fond memories of Hardy's breakfast mm-hmm. from the 80s. Oh, yeah. My granddad used to actually like take me out there like a few times a year when he was like off and he would take me out to like Hardy's for like breakfast. And I was always like so good. And then it came around here again. And I was like, I know it's like, you know, 20 some years later and. But maybe the breakfast is like good, and then I never went. Like you know, never, not once, not even for anything. Chuck and I went down south. Our friend Chuck went down south a couple times for um comic book shows and stuff, and uh-huh. we would always stop at a Hardee's on the way down. Um, because you can, I mean, they just didn't exist around here for a long time, and it was always the idea of getting Hardee's was like, yeah, we're gonna get Hardee's. I'm gonna get a. Because there's billboards all the way down, like, 95, like, going south right. of Virginia and in the Carolinas. Hardy's, Hardy's, Hardy's. But it's just, um, it's always just mediocre. It's very, um, very filling, which is not, like, maybe that sounds like it <laughs> should be good, but it's, it's not. I mean, it's pretty neutral. Yeah. Honestly, it's filling. Gonna, gonna, gonna make your belly feel full. Your, but... your, your, your food Bills, Mitch. Yeah. Um. What was your score on Arby's again? Uh, six or seven. I can't remember. No, it's all arbitrary anyway. Let's say yeah. seven. Okay. I thought it was like five. You know what I really miss, or that I wish we had around here is Bojangles. I've never been into a Bojangles. What's so special? It's just it's the best chicken joint, and maybe it's just okay. because it's like. We don't have them, but they have like their biscuits are amazing. Um, their fried chicken is really good. They do like little like they're not chicken nuggets, they're we would call them like popcorn chicken, maybe or something. Delicious. Like their spice blend is on point. I don't know. It's just it's um you only get it down south, really. Like most things that are bad for you. Mm. But it tastes amazing. They also own two men in a truck. This is movers who care. No. Um thought it was a rival podcast. Right. <laughs> um and they also own Waxing the City. And I don't is that like it, it's a it's a body it's, waxing? Yes. No. Oh, okay. It is, it is a, a growing network of waxing studios with an emphasis on superior waxes, highly trained staff. And compassionate customer service. Nice. I want to get waxed. I don't want to get waxed ever. Fucking corporate seems... language is so funny to me. Like, you know. Do we they play, syner- we, do they we synergize? Place, we place an emphasis on. Do they synergize the waxing with the Jimmy Johns? Um I mean that <laughs> right. My company actually um Produces the meat that goes to Jimmy John's restaurants. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do their lunch meat. <clears throat> yes, but waxing the city feels like it's a missed opportunity. Like, wouldn't you do like wax, wax in the city or something like that? Like, maybe there's some copyright restrictions there. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they don't want to seem too like niche, right? Or. Maybe they think that eventually, if there's no name recognition, 
you know sex in the city kind of like i mean i had forgotten about it for a decade until the reboot and i don't even like i haven't paid any attention to that okay so roark's net worth is 37 billion and they just spent 9.6 on it's a good investment How are these things not more profitable? I mean, they own the U.S. Baseball Academy as well. That's I mean, they own of, all kinds of shit, dude. Like 30, thirty-six billion is a lot of money, of course. And then they just spent nearly ten billion on Subway. So let me ask you this question: If I told you that Jimmy John's was a billion dollar a year revenue generator, wouldn't you think that was a lot of money? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's one small that's one like that's probably not even true. It probably Jimmy generates... Johns' estimated value right now is one point seven billion as of two thousand and twenty three. That's pretty good. Yeah. It feels like a lot of money to spend on Subway, like considering that their net worth is thirty seven billion and they just spent nearly ten. The thing is, the subways are all over the place. You don't just get subways are very rarely like a standalone. You know, you're not spending the money on like a like a box store, like subways in a Walmart. The thing, I mean, do I undervalue um, subways? Like overall, maybe that could be my problem here. Again, I think it's the what's the word I'm looking for the um. The penetration of Subway into like different in different venues. Sure. Like one of the one of our other sites out in the Midwest that I have been to a few times, there's a subway just attached to the gas station. You know, like you go in the right. gas station, there's a subway. And I know well, that I just I've looked up Duncan places. and it's eight point seven. Like that's actually crazy you... to me that Duncan Dunn is worth less than Subway. Right. That's what Duncan I'm saying. And, and and Arby's and see, I think I'm judging quality uh, uh, rather than, like you said, like something like penetration. Arby's three point nine. Yeah, because so you maybe need. Maybe I'm. You, I don't value Subway. You need the whole ass store for an Arby's. It's the Fraser principle. That I'm you need a fucking dirty mop bucket and a counter to serve Subway. <laughs> they got, they got, uh, they got machines. <laughs> you're. You're you're ruining our our chances of getting this. Oh right, right. I, for, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what the ultimate goal was. It's my bad. Um. Oh, I typed in Sonic Network. Did you Trying get Sonic to... the Hedgehog yes, Network? I got stuff about Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Yeah, you got to go. Um, right. Um. <clears throat> nobody. Even... Oh, there is one point six billion Sonic. Okay. Okay. You want to watch a couple trailers? Oh, hold on. I got to clear the fact that you're recording me off my screen and then we can do it. Got it. Let's see. Go nuts. Stop. Stop. All right. I like to watch the trailers thing. So the first trailer we're going to watch, I don't know if you've seen it yet, is... um, Ridley Scott's uh, new movie um, based on Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, I have not seen with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh my god, this is going to be amazing! All right. Um, <laughs> oh my god, it already is amazing. Oh, look at that sour little face. Huh. <laughs> oh, that's the trailer before the trailer. God, I hate that. I love it. Trailer starts <laughs> now. Trailer. Right. <laughs> no doubt you'll send the chaos in the streets. <laughs> they should just they should just flash trailer, 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 just like an all the time at you. France will fall. What would you do if this assignment of defense was transferred to you? I actually really like his look in this. Like he looks just like so like dead. I promise you brilliant successes. Oh boy. Yes. Yes. What is this costing me? Slow it down. Slow those songs down. I let the French victory at Toulon. 
Because this fits Napoleon perfectly. What is your name? Napoleon. As the course of my life has changed, Napoleon. I'm destined for greatness. But those in power only see me. I mean, there's cinematography in this. Oh, sorry, guy. I really like the gimmick of Napoleon always holding his ears whenever someone's shooting a cannon. Right. Shall we vote? I mean, it makes them. Yeah. Yeah. This vermin has held the world hostage egotism and his lack of simple good manners it um what is that 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 was great amadeus yes with him like kissing her and shit under the table under the table yeah that's the booby scene in amadeus yeah what's the outcome of this if you don't succeed your majesty we are discovered. Good. Yeah, I I mean I don't know. I I am the first to admit when I make a mistake. Historical biopics don't really do much for me, but um I might still watch it depending on how do. long it is. What do you think of like late stage Ridley Scott like trying to like basically cram as much in like in his eighties as he can? That's fine. I mean, I'm not a, I don't know how much I really care about biopics in general anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever, that's fine. It, it looks, it looks like there's probably some good moments in it. Yeah. That's an Oscar bait performance for Phoenix. Sure. Which I'm sure he'll get nominated for it. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. It's fine. It's whatever. Do you think he cares about that? Like in like, just like from your limited knowledge? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. I don't think he cares about it. I, I think he cares about it like Sean Penn cares about it, where it's like a justification for his pretension. If he's mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, justifies him doing the other like weird stuff that he does in his life or right. all the little niche movies that he always chooses to do because he can say that, you know. Yeah, but he moved from like that to he, what, he's doing Gladiator 2 right now. Um Ridley Scott, so. All right. Um, so here is one. I can't remember the director's name. It'll appear on the screen to you. Um, I saw this unsurprisingly in front of. What's the new Wes Anderson movie? Asteroid Village. Asteroids. Asteroid City, right? Um. So again, unsurprisingly, I saw this, but um, I. Thought it was um I, I want to see if you recognize like who who this is before they show the name um for the main character. <clears throat> not a long trench trailer, this but not a long Bella. 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 Maybe called poor this things, by the way. McCandles. Hello, Bella. Is it Tim Burton? <laughs> no. Good evening. Her brain and her body are not quite synchronized. But she's progressing at an accelerated pace. Got some Willem Dafoe. Tell me the lobster. That's the guy. The guy did lobster. I That's what I For it is a happy tale. I am Bella Baxter. I hate it so much. <laughs> Do you recognize who this is right here? Yeah, it's what's her name? Um, a woman plotting her course. Fuck, what's her name? I like her. I just God, damn it. There you go. Oh, I wasn't looking. Yeah. Who was it? Emma Stone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I I didn't recognize her at all. That's the only thing that like really made me laugh is fucking Ruffalo down there like yelling yeah, Bella. Bella. <laughs> Emma Stone um, always reminds me of um Nancy from the bar. I can I can definitely see it there, yeah. 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 Yep. So I always recognize Emma Stone. Have you there's one I definitely want to show you here, but have you seen the color purple remake trailer? I have. 
You have. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's you. weird. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll show you something <laughs> I don't think you've probably seen. Then. So this is a movie that I believe is Greek. If I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Greek. Um, you racist. What? No, that no, I just felt like saying that. <laughs> uh, called Menor. Um, like poop. Crazy dreams lately, you know. This is obviously dubbed the trailer, but the monsters coming out of the water. The amorphous creatures stepping out of mists. The things that should neither walk in this world or in the world of dreams. And sometimes I wake up screaming because I caught myself dreaming. And in my dream, I know that it is out there waiting. It is coming for us all. <laughs> I know. Whatever. Oh, that's brutal. Hmm. Yeah, I'm down. It looks good. Yeah. yeah, I I thought it was interesting that somebody's trying to go like all out, like with um a Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you can tell with um some of those scenes, like if you kind of like I that's the second time I watched it. With some of the action scenes, like where it's just like, oh, okay, that's gonna look really shitty when you see it, like actually play it, out, probably like from the special effects standpoint. But it sort of reminds me of a slightly more, um, slightly higher budget Dagon. Yes, especially with those eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah and some of like the just quickly surprising, like graphic death, graphic looking deaths that they barely show. Right. All right. This came across. This is the last one I'll show you. This came across it. I, I don't think this has any buzz to it whatsoever. Like at all. But it is a John Travolta movie in 2023 oh. called Mobland. Um, oh my God. I, I can already know what I'm going to watch. Maybe. I don't, I don't know if you do. I know. What I, all right. Let's see. <laughs> This guy moves, take his head off. Do you have any idea whose money is this? Is that Ray Liotta? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Ray Liotta is dead. All right, pause Pause this trailer for a second. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's talk about... So, some guys in red masks, like, rob somebody, and the guy's like, do you know who's no, no, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're undercutting my point here. Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast, Ryan Wellmaker, talks about his movie tropes that he hates. yeah. I cannot fucking stand uh do you know whose money this is fucking scene in a movie? <laughs> do you know who you're robbing here? Like duh, yes. Everybody knows. That's the whole fucking point. That's what's like the general like driving action of the movie is you rob the wrong dude, you fucking doofus. <laughs> if they knew uh, anyway, whatever. That's that movie <laughs> I watched on the fuck one of the movies on the plane I watched with um shit. I can't remember. So but that problem, was like the whole the problem is, is they usually do know, right? That's in, that's in my the point. They always know who's money. It's not like they're robbing. It's like, oh, here's this like stash house. Probably I mean, just it's, like right. it's true guy. because it's, it's shorthand for the viewer to know that the person that they're robbing is. There's other ways you can do that. Of course but, there are. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm even saying, in, like, even in good like criminal movies, somebody's always got to say some nonsense of, "Do you know? Do you know? Do you do you know whose place this is? Do you know who you're robbing here, guy?" Right, right. And then that um, person gets shot I'm trying because to think of, the of movie. the crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the movie. There's there's a movie that does it without saying it, and the the person that's getting robbed 
I'm pretty sure it's either a cigarette or a cigar. They just sit there and they're just smoking casually and just staring and watching as they do it. And you get as the viewer, the impression like, Oh shit. Like this motherfucker does not care because he knows who they're robbing and he doesn't even feel the need to say who they're robbing. And you get the impression that these people are very powerful because he doesn't really give a fuck. And I can't remember what it is. But it's a more interesting yeah. way to make your point of doing that. Like yeah. um, and it's all visual as opposed to speaking. All right. So now now we got this like long shot that we've been paused on of a of a pickup truck burning. Um with a, an eighties like Bronco sheriff's truck across from it. Yeah, right. It's like fucking Twin Peaks here. We got a nine oh four on old fence road and we got two dead. Oh bald Travolta. Who was uh-huh. that? Already not. The body. The body. We killed two people, Trey. Two men in and out. What you thinking? It's gonna be about pills and money and cussing. I can't understand what's at stake here. She's my niece. I understand what's at stake. So what now it's a damn empire, Bodie. The robbers. This outfit is we're going to get their whole story. In what are we dealing with? Local. It's about my niece. Nothing that can't be handled quick. And a hitman. I'll recover what was taken. Morning, Shelby. You know who that is? No, who is it? Pretty sure it's Steven Dorf. Oh, yeah, yeah, it looks like Steven Dorf. Well, that's why I'm here. It definitely is. We're watching your family. I got nothing to do with this. They do now. Yeah. Hey, Sheriff. Shelby. I don't believe I know you. Fucking right. Okay. You won't tell me something. More slow down, famous music. Mm. This ain't <laughs> your world. Biggest, biggest trope of the past like three years. You don't control this. Five years. I don't think this is slowed down. It's just an alternate version. It's, yeah. Oh, the version is slower. Yeah, you did. They all be sliding towards the edge. It's up to you how comfortable you are doing it. So I feel like I've watched that movie ten or twelve times previous. Right. It feels I mean, to I'm... me like a spec script for something like um like a, a three episode ju- arc of justified yes yes yeah yep like a justified episode yep look i'm sure it's fine travolta right. seems fine in the role i like steven dorf and I'm, it's interesting to think of him as like a stone cold killer of some kind right um oh, so i'm new. fine with that too there's no expendables trailer huh. um all right already um oh boy i can't say that on air um can you hear could be after i shared the audio can you hear the dings when the students start emailing me no i cannot oh no okay um it sometimes it happens on zoom and sometimes it doesn't um do you guys use outlook right like or microsoft we do do you do you do you get like the the microsoft ding yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. I get, I get it. I mostly get it for um teams, teams gotcha. messages and teams meetings. Um, the students have been switched from Google over to Microsoft. So, like, I normally have my email pulled up in case like students email me like during class, <clears throat> and I kept hearing dings, and I would like you know kind of like, and I never check because I usually have the screen on like. So they can see it, like my computer. So I check my phone, like when I hear the ding, and like I kept hearing dings and checking my phone, and there was no emails. And it's because the students now have it, so they have their email pulled up, and they're dinging inside the class. And um, it was really disconcerting and annoying. And like I already have like some sort of like trauma response to that sound, and now it's even worse. Um, Cause it's always just something I got to do. 
Do you feel that way about it? Just thing the body does when you shake it. Um, It's actually worse for me because I have it on my phone as well. So, Do you have a ding on your phone? Um, Well, no, because I usually have my phone muted. But um, I definitely, like, get the alerts. Mm. I actually had it on my my Apple Watch, too, and I had to turn that shit off because it was just too much of it. Yeah, it's too much. There's too many devices, too many, yeah. All right. Um, so next week, um, ring a ding ding, bitch. Yeah. To figure out what you're doing there. Um, any other things you want to talk about this week, Frank? Hmm. I any don't know. food? Any food you want to talk about? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That probably answers the question. How'd I got a couple. Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict is good. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's good brunch choice. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of good canned um food items okay. recently. Um so they've started selling Wendy's chili in a can. Okay. And it tastes exactly just like if you get Wendy's chili like at a Wendy's, which is not good chili, but it's its own very unique flavor that I'm very nostalgic for. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of cool that okay. there's like canned chili. Okay. Um, so that's my hype for when you go to the canned can soup. And, style. What, and, and what what brand is it again? Like in... it's just Wendy's. I don't know who it's makes w- it. Okay. Right. It's got Wendy on the front of it. Okay. It looks like some kind of generic ass shit, but I think that's just because Wendy's is a generic ass brand. Um. Mm. Please, please um, support us, Wendy's. Oh, and what then, is Wendy's slogan? Okay, keep going. It's not eat fresh at Subway. We got you, apparently. What? Oh, no, that's good. That's dumb. Hold on. Now, hold on. From 2012 to 2016, it was, now that's better. I don't remember that one either. 2016, 2019, not just different, deliciously different. I remember then, deliciously different. I don't remember that at all either. In 2019, the present is we got you. Man, Wendy's needs a like Wendy's isn't aren't they the ones on social media that like are like always like yeah. doing really cool shit? Making fun of people. Okay. So they need to like keep their social media people and like just fire their fucking marketing team. Um right. <clears throat> right. uh so the other thing is Campbell's has come out with a series of super hot soups mm-hmm. um so the one that i had was ghost pepper chicken noodle soup okay and it was fucking delicious um so i would definitely recommend that who was that again uh campbell's oh, okay um i will put extra things in my soup when i buy canned soup mm-hmm. um if i have like leftover rice like i'll mix rice in or if i have some like roasted vegetables from a previous dinner i'll like put them in when I'm cooking the soup just to like get the extra flavor. I added like extra spices and stuff. Um, I did not feel like I had to do that here. I actually thought it was pretty good just on its own. So. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a soup person, so I don't, um, I guess I should write that down. We've never done soups, correct? No, we can do soups at some point if you want. Right. I got a lot of, got a lot of knowledge about soups. <laughs> right. I kind of consider myself a soup aficionado. Okay. Uh, fill up on the good stuff. Um, is that? Is that? Cam- oh, it's a Campbell. Okay, but it's not Campbell soup. That's a V eight. All right. I like V eight. Um, I'm really caught up on fucking man. I would love to do that. Just a podcast on slogans. Um. Like, seriously, we got you? That's their current slogan? Like, what the... Like, okay, we is them. You is the consumer. Got you. Like, it's slangy. I get it's informal. Like, we got you. So it's like, we have everything you could want is is the claim that's being made in this slogan? Is that correct? No. We got you. It means that you're hungry. You need something now. Hey, we got you. Like right here, come get this baconator, bitch. We got you with this baconator. 
but they're not being tell specific you. about that Baconator. So it's like it's it's a tabula rasa type thing where it's like whatever you know they have, but what do you know that they have? I mean, I know that you don't speak in the common vernacular because you're such an educated man, but we got you or like I got you. I understand what I got you means. Right. It's the same thing. It's just like uh But it's to a specific thing when you say that, usually. Nah, not usually. Or not always. Nah. Well, a lot of times. I say I got you all the time to people when they ask me. Like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Ask you. Ask what, though? Finish know, that. Finish they that ask thought. me for something. It right. Matter, whatever it is. It's a specific thing. And yeah, then so you I'm, say, I got you. Like, oh, man, I'm hungry. And Wendy's like, yeah, I got you. Again, come get this Baconator. Come on. I got I got these. I got I this big. I got this big no. potato and chili as a side. Who's got that? Wendy McDonald's got that? Nah, I got you. Come not on. just different. Deliciously different is just as bad um because it makes right, no because sense. it could be undeliciously different that'd be awful well right but it's like not just different well first of all how the fuck are you different you got a frosty do you have a frosty <laughs> would you like a frosty i would gotcha. love a frosty and and, right, and the Come salty on. fries um Come on, let's go get a frosty i got you they got us <laughs> wendy's got us uh those have are you really ever different. had have you ever had a ba- a breakfast baconator a breakfast baconator? Yes. Like a, I didn't know that such a thing existed. Um, so you're talking about like there's special ingredients with the breakfast baconator, or are you talking about a baconator for breakfast? No, it's got uh, um, sausage and egg and bacon, and on a soft bun and Dear melted Lord. cheese. Okay, and it is sounds good. You should never go eat a breakfast baconator because you will not want to ever eat any other breakfast sandwich again. <laughs> it is by far the king of the breakfast sandwiches. Why didn't he know Wendy's opened? Like, early dude, and you know what else is amazing is Wendy's does home fries for breakfast. What? Not tots, not hash browns. Like big half moon chunks of potato that are seasoned with like a spicy, like chili powder pepper thing. Okay. Fucking delicious. When Wendy's breakfast is head and shoulders above any other fast food breakfast. Hmm. I'd I mean, actually. I, 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 I prefer, honestly didn't even know that they did breakfast. I I prefer Wendy's breakfast sometimes, like real restaurant breakfast. They do a a, a honey biscuit chicken sandwich that's amazing for breakfast. What? Um, they have like a sausage and Swiss like croissant sandwich. It like Wendy's breakfast is legitimately it's how amazing. Is, how has this not come up on Food Chat before? I don't know. We haven't talked about fast food breakfasts before. Have we talked about fast food though, right? But not fast food breakfast. It's a different uh-huh. thing. <laughs> All right. I got you. <clears throat> But I'm telling you, like, I, no one ever even talks about it. I don't think about it ever. <laughs> but like once every like two months, I'll be sitting there at work. And I'm like, oh my God, Wendy's has breakfast and I'll order that breakfast and it'll make my entire week. So good. Some of this shit looks really good. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I'm not a huge fan of Wendy's burgers per se. Like, I think they're okay, but I mean, I'm going to get a Whopper over Wendy's, but man, like their breakfast, amazing. Right. I mean, I have to look into this. Yeah, you definitely more. should. You should look like one maple I mean, the I, ma- maple bacon chicken croissant. Yeah, that thing's amazing, good. dude. It's so good. Oh, there it is. The honey butter chicken biscuit. Yeah, fucking amazing. It's almost too much. It's like you want to get like multiple sandwiches, but then you would die. So you have to like pick one, but then you feel like you've somehow shunned the other sandwiches you could have gotten. All right. One morning, just get up and go to Wendy's and get some breakfast. I know exactly what morning that's going to be. I already got it figured out. Which morning is it? Oh, surprise. Um, It has to be a morning that I'll actually leave my house. I know. Um, So, all right. So we don't have any more trailers like left unless like suddenly there's a slew of them. Um, I'll have to build some more up again, but, um, so yeah, next week we'll, um, we'll either do, well, we got cereal soups. We're now breakfast, fast food. So what goes best with a ring a ding ding bitch? Donuts. Okay. 
we'll do breakfast fast food and we'll include donuts in that right like i think i think dunkin donuts is breakfast fast food yeah right all right see we have talked about dunkin donuts in terms of like their breakfast stuff that's why i'm that's why i was surprised about this wendy's we talked about breakfast in general we just didn't talk about breakfast fast food i don't think Mm. all right so we'll do breakfast fast food all right um so next week ring-a-ding-ding bitch and breakfast fast food for the food chat for the first one in a few weeks so all right thanks for listening everybody have a good week deuces